SAFM, leading the conversation. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. Dr. Paladi Di Khamela, who is the chairperson of the Health and Wellness Portfolio Committee in the Provincial Legislature in Gauteng, um, joins us as the National Council of Province has today passed the NHI bill in the National Council of Provinces. What this meant was that provinces, after their own consultation in, in their different caucuses, got to vote on the bill. Uh, realistically, well, technically speaking, you know, if you were to think of it as a British parliamentary style, you have the lower house and the upper house, uh, and the NCOP is effectively the upper house where these sort of things happen, and after that it goes to the executive, the president, and cabinet for consideration and to be either sent back, signed into law, um, or to be, you know, consulted upon further. Uh, Dr. Di Khamela, good evening, and thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Um, perhaps let's start here before we go into the details of everything else. What was the Gauteng province's position on the NHI bill in the vote today? Uh, good evening, sir, and thank you for uh, interviewing me on behalf of the Health Portfolio Committee in Gauteng. The position of the Gauteng Provincial Legislature regarding the bill, we do have a permanent delegate from the NCOP who receives the mandate on behalf of our province and the province has adopted the bill uh, after consultation in three in five of our regions. So we had public participation meetings yeah. in various regions here. And in all the meetings that we had, there was support for the NHI bill because people are having an interest in having access to universal health coverage. So we had open meetings for the population where people from different regions participated and said they want the access to be available for them so that they cannot keep waiting for health because of issues of finances, because uh, currently if you don't have internal aid, it is difficult to access certain healthcare services that are available. And yet, as it is enshrined in our constitution, people in the country should have access to affordable healthcare, irrespective of their financial spending. So we had meetings. Meetings, meetings, five of them all, including allowing and providing for the stakeholders with interest in the bill to also come and make their presentation because it is uh, constitutionally allowed to also have those kind of uh, meetings where groupings, we refer to them as stakeholders, like your African Forum, your... Summer, your board of funders, they came and they did their presentation. Only three, two that I remember who rejected altogether the bill. The Afri Forum said they do not accept the bill. But in terms of our legislature in the House, in the committee, we accepted the bill except the Democratic Alliance. As a party, they put forth their rejection of the bill, and they mentioned various reasons, and those 
what they have raised is covered in terms of the processes that will be followed by the National Department. Can I I pause you there? Just out of interest, what were their objections and how is it being addressed in the bill as you say it is? Uh, For example, if uh, others, they they say they want certain things to be addressed before they are approved. For example, they said health facilities should have Wi-Fi before the bill can be approved. And there are other health facilities that might not be having Wi-Fi currently as we speak. But that cannot be a problem because in terms of other processes, previously when we were dealing with the bill in 2020, we were stopped by the COVID and then the processes were halted until it was restarted again now. There are health facilities that are, are having Wi-Fi, there are doctors who, if they have interest to work with the NHI, they will be able to provide services. And such facilities will be having Wi-Fi. And in terms of... Access okay, to so I'm going gonna, I'm, uh, yeah, to pause you again there. I, I think, uh, you know, the issue of Wi-Fi is incredibly trivial as far as the objections raised, specifically by the Democratic Alliance. I don't know it to be the case in Gauteng, but I know at least nationally to be the case. One that just not, not just the Democratic Alliance, many other parties, as well as many other stakeholders through public participation raised this. Nobody knows how the NHA fund is going to be established, how it's going to be capitalized, and how the NHA, uh, NHI will financially uh, be able to be executed. National Treasury um, gave an opinion on this, and their opinion on this was if a separate fund had to be uh, established, it would have to be capitalized through taxation if possible, at all, and there just isn't any money for this. Is the Gauteng Province Portfolio Committee not concerned about how a bill that doesn't seem to give a clear answer on this will be funded? Uh, we do have answers, but let me speak on behalf of Gauteng. Sure. What are the answers to that? What does Gauteng imagine the, uh, the funding model to be for NHI? Where are, what, what happened to our taxes as a population? All of us, we are contributing to our tax. And where is our tax going? It is incorrect for only 16% of the population in South Africa to benefit from taxes, and yet 85% of the population who do not have medical aid are not benefiting from taxes. Because some of our taxes is been taken and it has been paid to the uh, current health system. And I want to also put it to you, to you now that I am speaking on behalf of the portfolio committee, yeah. and the bill came, and we were, had to go and take it to the people for them to make their comments. So mm. they made their input. That is the role of us as a committee. And in fact, the bill has been online for people to make their comments. Mm. And we do have senior people who've been running this NHI in terms of making sure it who've been running all over and informing people. In mm. fact, portfolio committees also p- portfolio committees also typically would consider expert advice. It's part of public participation, right? Um, what was the expert or at least the technical advice 
that the committee had received on specifically, let's stick to one issue here, funding. Uh, again, so I'll go back to the question, how does Gauteng uh, imagine uh, the NHI to be funded? Um, you say through taxes, but how exactly is it apportioned? What is happening currently, where are the monies that the government is paying towards medical aid? It is also the same money that should be benefiting the people of South Africa. Mm. I wouldn't give you a direct answer because this process is dealt with by the National Department of Health, but there are cases already which are not benefiting the population of South Africa. How much does uh, the national government apportion towards healthcare nationally? Uh, When I was called to come and respond here, I was asked to come and reflect about the NCOP uh, activities today that Mm. happened in the the parliament. So I thought I'm here to reflect what uh, is our take as a committee regarding the adoption of the bill in the National Assembly. In terms of the details of where the money will come from, I think the question is posed irrelevantly to me. It should be directed to the Department of Health nationally. But you you read the bill, right? Yes, I've been reading the bill, and I I don't think you are fair because you could have just said, come and talk about the bill. Yeah, we're reflecting on... We're reflecting on the vote, and of course a vote is based on the substance of the bill, and so we're connecting whether there is a rational relationship between how the vote went and the substance of the bill, and what you think, or at least what the committee, uh, what the committee's views uh, is about the substance of the bill that, sub- that informed its vote. That's what we're speaking about. Yes, we are talking, in fact, you need to be aware that uh, Western Cape did not vote for the bill. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm aware of that. I'll, I'll ask them, too, about why they rejected the bill. By the way, in principle, I agree with you uh, um, that there must be a health care system, or at least health care must be exercised in a way that is inclusive uh, of everybody. So, in principle, you and I agree, but I'm worried about whether or not there's an appreciation for the technical minutiae of the bill uh, on part of the Portfolio Committee uh, in, in Gauteng. Yes, there is a process which the National Department of Health undergoing through the Minister of Health who keep on uh, giving information that there are phases regarding this bill. Mm. Before it can be implemented, there will be establishment of the fund, which is not currently mm. uh, uh, being in place. So it doesn't mean that the bill today it is uh, passed from the NCOP, then it will be implemented next week or two months or this year or maybe next year. Yeah. There are processes that are going to be taken where there will be establishment of the board of the fund and there will be the board. There are various uh, sections in the bill. It tells you section one, section two, that, yeah. like oh, that, like I, that. I, like I, I, I want to pause on that and, 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 and talk about what the potential pathway to implementation could look like after this. But I need us to take a break. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays. 10 to midnight. It is 24 minutes after 10 o'clock. The National Council of Provinces today voted in Parliament for the National Health Insurance Bill, and they uh, eight out of the nine provinces voted in favour of the bill. That means the NCOP has passed the bill, and it will now uh, head to the president, who could either sign it into law, 
um, or send it back to Parliament uh, for reconsideration on certain things. Um, and should the president sign it into law, it obviously will be litigated. It's been made clear by many uh, retractors of the bill that uh, they intend to challenge the constitutionality, rationality and fairness of the bill and also uh, the process. Uh, and to that extent, um, it means that NHA, NHI is, you know, reasonably speaking, still a long way out from seeing any sort of uh, implementation, whether phased out or uh, scattered, it is going to take a while. Um, and I'm in conversation with Dr. Paladi uh, Dihamela, who is the chairperson of the, portf- uh, the Health Portfolio Committee in Gauteng. Um, Dr. Paladi Dihamela, thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, just to speak to this on the pathway towards implementation, like I said just now, it's, it's, it's likely going to be uh, taken to court. Its constitutionality is going to be tested and litigated, and it's going to take a very, very long time um, before uh, the bill sees any, any form of implementation. Um, and there are some elements of the bill which are um, seemingly low-hanging fruit as far as constitutionality tests are concerned. Um, how, to what extent did the Portfolio Committee uh, in Gauteng consider the legal uh, opinions about the bill? Uh, well, throughout the public participation, we've been uh, going around with illegal uh, minds, uh, whereas and when we were presenting uh, the bill. So uh, we haven't received anything that shows that there will be we have done uh, things outside the norm or unconstitutional. So, uh, hence I'm saying we received legal opinion as to how did we go around ensuring that we conduct our public participation. In fact, as a scouting, we even organized a roundtable discussion for mm. the interested parties to come and make their own presentation. And most we, in fact, we, it was the last day of the public participation. We had seven uh, companies that came in. Only two rejected the bill, uh, citing many other issues that you are also perhaps uh, maybe aware of. What, what, what are some uh, of those issues that they had cited? Uh, like I've already mentioned, the issue of Wi-Fi, and the other issue was the issue of um, the infrastructure must be corrected first. That cannot be possible because how do you because the infrastructure is on daily basis go uh, growing and there are other institutions that the government is building. I'll talk about housing. Uh, we we've got clinics that have been built that are new. So while others are aging, there are new ones that are coming in. So, but it is also impossible for the government to keep people waiting to receive treatment for a very long time. In fact, uh, those that are working in private, they are always trained by the same government. So it is really unfair for only few people in this country to have health as and when they need it. And the poor cannot receive the care because of the overcrowding in our health facilities. So the NHI is going to alleviate this Problem so that everyone can access health as and when they need it. The specialists will be brought in, will be available to attend to this because there will be 
expansion of all this what we, we are intending to do. So as a portfolio committee, we go around, we see there is a lot of long waiting periods for certain procedures that can be done by certain specialists that are working half time in the hospital and most of the time in in, 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 government, in private sectors. So we foresee that our people are going to access health when the NHI is implemented, which may be in 2027, 2028, because there will be all these issues which others that are complaining about will be addressed by the government. Mm, mm. And as far as the regulatory exercise of the bill is concerned, right, what effectively, as you know, the NHR means is that government will be procuring, or at least uh, the national health insurance uh, will be procuring health services on behalf of all citizens, right? There seemingly isn't any sort of clear data attached to the bill as to why that necessarily cuts down waiting time for all patients, specifically to the example you raise around surgeries or being able to access a specialist surgeon. Um, There isn't any clarity as to how uh, the waiting times are being reduced, uh, given that it's not necessarily just a radical increase of resources and institutions. Um, there too, by the way, are waiting lists for surgeries uh, in private institutions. Yes. Uh, however, the availability of as many health facilities as possible will try to reduce the waiting times. Unlike now, uh, when there is still yes a waiting time which is a little bit longer, but it is not as long as... In private, it's not as long as in in government, because in government, it, it can take two, two years a person waiting for certain procedures to be done. So with, and others cannot even access the help because there will be few specialists. But when the NHI is uh, implemented, there will be many specialists who will buy in because I th- our government is also learning from other countries which are already implementing the NHI. So it's not like South Africa decided to do NHI without doing benchmarking. So the government at national level, I suspect they continuously are doing the benchmarking to check how is NHI implemented and how is it helping in terms of reducing the backlog because it is incorrect for a person not to access because of their financial status, and yet others with financial status can as well. Yeah, look, on principle, yeah, I, look, the, 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 the normative framing is something you and I agree on, and I think most people who support an NHI of, of some form agree uh, that there is a need to equalize access uh, to, to, to healthcare. Uh, just perhaps to this, um, it, it, at least as far as you've read the bill and as far as you understand the bill uh, and the input that came from it, how does the NHI in its current form regulate, for instance, um, the distribution of, 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 of services and access to services, given that certain regions have higher, if you look at Gauteng, for instance, certain regions have a higher concentrations of hospitals and clinics, more, a higher concentration of hospitals and clinics than other regions. Um, and, and, and that geographical displacement may well have a, 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 um, you know, a, a difficulty in the exercise thereof. How does the bill seek to regulate that? Well, I wouldn't say how the bill will regulate the question you are asking. 
But we do currently are having people that are moving between institutions, uh, even between facilities to get certain health care if it is available in that kind of a facility. For example, if you are in Kambisa and there is a problem that you are experiencing and there is no one who can assist you, the government has got transfer uh, agreements where you can take that patient to specific academic hospital to receive care. And we do have EMS that is able to to do that. I was part of government. I knew you could take a patient from one facility to the next facility to alleviate or to address a particular problem that the patient is having. Yeah, we're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Paladi Dikamela, thank you so much for your time this evening. I really do appreciate it. Chairperson of the Health Portfolio Committee in Gauteng, taking your reaction, send me a WhatsApp voice note 0614 You can also uh, give me a call on 086 2032